All right. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. To Second, Second Chance, Chance Cinema. Cinema. Oh, yeah. Episode three. Wow. Excellent. And uh, boy, have we got uh, a doozy this week. Definitely. Uh, we've got uh, um, a banger of a film uh, to, to give a second chance to. Yeah. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, this is Second Chance Cinema. We take a look at films that maybe got uh, bad reviews, bad reputation, cult followings, and uh, we mm. break them down and decide, hey, does this deserve the hate? that it got or or there's something to to love about this um so without further ado this week's film is star wars episode eight right yep six seven eight yeah that's right (laughs) episode eight the last jedi and there's i know there's some people already that are getting mad right (laughs) (laughs) bring it but uh yeah so Quick look at uh, IMDb. Mm-hmm. This has a 6.9 out of 10 IMDb rating. Um, mm. Let me pull up some user reviews here. Um, we've got a lot of 6 out of 10s. Um, hmm. We have one 2 out of 10. Did Ryan Johnson watch the other films on mute? Ouch. Uh, yeah. So, and of course, Ryan Johnson, the writer and director yep. of this film, uh, says it's as if Ryan Johnson watched the Star Wars movies on mute before writing, directing this film. Mm. Um, uh, the actions of some of the characters are completely against what we have seen in other films. The treatment of Luke Skywalker is absurd. Hmm. The new characters introduced are irritating and shallow. Laura Dern's Vice Admiral Holdo might be my least favorite character in Star Wars history. Wow. Oh, no. That is... We, I mean, we've had some stinkers in Star Wars history. So yeah, is, we have. Some high, <laughs> yeah, we have. The opposite of high praise. Um, <laughs> Force sensitivity is a joke. And then it just says in parentheses, Leia, Luke, Kylo, and Rey. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, <laughs> you just list characters in parentheses. Um, okay. Well, I could do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think the, I, I remember when this movie came out and I think that the reviews on IMDb here are, are not totally representative of like the true, yeah like hatred of this film. Right. Uh, so I actually remember, so I pulled up, um, just to give the full context of the reaction to this film. Uh, so the actress who played Rose... Yeah, uh, Kelly Marie Tron. Yeah, um, received just horrific treatment. Really? Yeah, um, oh, I'm so I'm read reading that. here from her uh, Wikipedia page. After the release of Star Wars: The Last Jedi in December 2017, Tran became the subject of racist and sexist attacks over the internet, including insults about her ethnicity and race. I really wish that that was surprising. She but. was the target of racist trolling on Twitter. Jeez. In one example, uh, internet personality, I'm not going to read their name, yep. uh, mocked her size. Um, uh, after months of online harassment, uh, Tran deleted all of her Instagram posts in June 2018. Oh. Um, she also pursued therapy following the harassment. Jeez. So, yeah. Yeah, that's not okay. The, the, so, yeah, maybe... 
if you're one of those people that did that, uh, maybe fuck you a little bit. Right, uh, maybe just a little, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just a film. You know, and if you didn't like it, yeah. that's fine. But if you're going to go and bully the, yeah. the actress in it, um, your opinion is invalid. Just shut uh, up. Yeah. Yeah, just shut up. You <laughs> so, know? yeah, I'm yeah. all about, you know, dis- you know yeah. in- intellectual discussion about what worked and didn't work in a film. But Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you're... If you're listening to this and you did that, those <laughs> things or you had those thoughts, right. uh, kindly right. uh, fuck off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe right. a little bit. <laughs> um, I agree 100%. So. If you don't have something nice to say, then just shut up. Just yeah. keep it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Going back to reviews. Um, yeah. We got a three out of ten. Um it's just sad. Uh, mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, my understanding is there was a bit of hate for John Boyega as well. It was similar in theme yeah. to what happened to... Uh, yeah, that to really Kelly sucks. Um, yeah. yeah. But mm. uh, anyway, let's... Now that we've done right. we've done that, yeah. uh, let's, let's get into it. Um, okay. I just personally, I just really enjoyed watching the movie again. What yeah. year did it come out again? What year was it? 2017. 2017. Okay, yes. so that's not too long ago. Yeah, I mean there was a pandemic, so it feels like a hundred years. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but uh, but really, that's not long at all. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the way that it looked. And yes. to, I just want to refer back to the comment about did did you know Ryan Johnson watch everything with the sound off? Well, that's kind of how you know it's a good film is if you can watch it with the sound yeah. off, <laughs> and it's you still understand the story. So, you know, if he did, then kudos to him. Yeah. So. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, and I think, like, of course he watched the movies. Yeah. Like, uh, I think he probably has a, a better understanding of mm-hmm. of the characters and, like, not only the characters, but, like, the relationship between Star Wars and, like, the franchise of Star Wars right. and, like, the public. Right. Which I think was a major kind of theme of this film, which which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you you mentioned how visually good it looked. Yeah, I, I was saying that too. Like, yeah, this looks visually as as did the Force Awakens, um, and yep. I, I believe they were both shot on film. I know yeah. the Force oh, okay. I know the Force Awakens was okay. shot on film, but um, oh, yeah, these sense. look gorgeous. Some questions in my head as I was watching. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it looked gorgeous, especially yep. uh, the island mm-hmm. where Luke is, which I believe is a, an island off the coast of Ireland. Yep, um, sure looks just, like it. Yeah, green, yeah. Uh, fantastic looking. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's just go in. I'm like, I have I have several pages of things that I wrote. So okay. I kind of had like moment by moment, almost like through the film, you can kind of track yeah, yeah. track what I was thinking. So even from moment one, from the opening uh, mm-hmm. crawl, it mentions oh, yeah. a, a spark of hope. The the resistance right. is a spark of hope, which um, that kind of motif mm-hmm. continues throughout yep. uh, the film. Um, people mention a spark like several several times throughout the film, so right. really great um, consistency there. Um, uh, I also have down uh, mirrors Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. um, so the, the, the kind of the structure mirrors the you know the second installment right. of the original trilogy, right? And Which, the mirror yes. that. Uh, but it doesn't totally copy it. Like obviously, there right. are major differences towards the end, and yeah. it, it, it was a little bit of drawing from 
Return of the Jedi with a throne room scene, sure, obviously. Yeah. And again, even that goes very differently than it did right. in the original. So I really liked how they mirrored that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there's um, there's a kind of a famous quote from George Lucas talking about how all the films, uh, it's like poetry, they rhyme. Yeah. Um, so there's little similarities that are, you know, kind of echoing each other. Yeah, yeah. And this film, I think, really did that. They definitely mirrors and echoes things from the original, but also it's not just a copy. Right. I did notice that. Yeah, there's a little bit of an homage there, here and there, to, particularly to The Empire Strikes Back, which is pretty cool because The Empire Strikes Back is widely considered one of the greatest sequels right. of all time. Yeah. So, you know, you can't, you can't go wrong if you do that exactly. well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from the opening crawl, we get into right from moment one some action. Yep. Um, you got to have you got to have some opening action in a, yep. in a Star Wars movie. We go right into an evacuation, very tense. Yep. A lot of tension there, and uh, and also from the very first scene, I I love when movies do this when mm-hmm. they have kind of imperial. Um, you know, fascist characters or a fascist group, yeah. they portray them as just, just dumbasses, <laughs> just like a thundering dumbass. Yeah, yes. Uh, and Hux, General Hux, and the Imperials, I think, yes. made him look very dumb. Yes. Uh, I I love that. I mean, that you, you can go the route of, of portraying them as menacing, and that's valid. Yeah. But personally, I love movies that just take the piss out of. Yeah. out of fascists uh, to, to show how really stupid their ideology really is. <laughs> right, yes. So uh, I love the bit in the beginning with Hux, with Poe kind of trolling him on the radio. And yes. He's just kind of a, Hux is just kind of a sniveling whelp. Yes. Um, when, when, <laughs> Snoke, description. Yes. when Snoke comes to, you know, berate him for, for losing them. Right, right. Um yeah, yeah, played by, uh, I'm going to try to not to massacre this name, uh, Donald Gleason, who yeah, yeah. more recently did The Client, uh, which yeah. in which he was absolutely phenomenal as well. So that's uh, yes, that's an actor that's who's going to be on my radar for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then continuing on uh, with the opening of the film, I love the um, the bombers, the bombing oh, run. Yeah. Um, for for several reasons, one uh, because it it really pays homage to the World War II films, which yep. are the original kind of inspiration yep. for Star Wars. Yep. Um, of course, George Lucas, the very famously, it was Akira Kurosawa and old World War II dogfight films. Oh wow! Okay. Very, the, yep. the, the visual yep. inspiration. Um, he would, I believe, he would literally like show, yeah, like the special effects, and he'd just show them reels of. Oh, these nice. bo- these bomber and and dogfight films. Yep. It's like this is what I'm going for. Right, right. And and you can really see that in the in the Death Star yeah, fight you really in the first can. one. Yeah. And I love that this is continuing that with yep. the bombers. They have to go and drop the bomb. And yeah. I feel like some people had an issue with that. Like, oh, there's no gravity in space. Like, how can they drop oh, bombs? Fair All right. Uh, but also like, uh, you're questioning that, but you're not questioning how lightsabers exist. Right. Well. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, the truth is if it's got momentum behind it, then it will continue going in the same direction until something changes its direction. So that could, it could, it's plausible. You'd have to think a little bit about it, though. Yeah. (laughs) 
God forbid we think while we watch these films. Yeah, I think you know thematic thematic consistency will always trump like literal consistency. Yep. Like, yeah, does dropping like a bomb in space make a lot of sense? No, but it's it's Star Wars, it's fantasy, and it's it's paying homage to the the origins of the franchise. So I think that kind of thematic theme right visually was is more important than the literal science of yes. gravity yes especially in a world where you have lightsabers that you, yeah you can somehow have a laser that yeah doesn't go on forever and right can cut through anything but when it hits another lightsaber which is another thing of pure energy it doesn't just pass through right like right. we've abandoned all all yes. sense of <laughs> of literal you know right. scientific realism yeah here so that's not what's important here right um Anyway, um, and the second reason I really liked that kind of whole sequence is it sets up Poe's mm-hmm. arc in the film. Um, so his actions mm-hmm. get their entire fleet destroyed. Yes. Um, if you're paying attention, yes. Leia, he receives a direct order yeah. from Leia. It says, retreat, pull back. That's right. We need to escape. That's right. He disobeys that direct order. That's right. And what happens? The entire bombing fleet yeah. gets wiped out. Yes. And Leia calls him right out on it. Yes. In the ver- in when he goes back, uh, he says, "Oh, there were heroes on that mission." He and she goes, yes. "Dead heroes." Dead heroes. And she demotes yeah. him as she should. She, yeah. He disobeyed a direct order. Right. That's exactly what should happen. Yeah. So he, I love that setup, his arc, and it's such a subversion of his kind of character type, That's the right. kind of hotshot pilot Han yeah. Solo kind of guy. Yeah. Who normally is is always correct in his hot-headedness. Yes. He's always bucking against the unjust, you right. know, the bureaucracy. But in this clever little subversion, yeah. his bucking against orders actually gets everyone killed. Yeah. Um and, yep. and he has he, to yeah. learn that's his that's his that's lesson his that yeah. he has to learn throughout the film is um not to be such a such a hothead and like really <laughs> not to be such a <laughs> jackass. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he's he's well-meaning, but you're right, and there are parallels to Solo for sure. But of course, Han Solo wasn't a, a ranking member of a structured military. Right. He was actually just this independent yeah. actor, this agent of his own. So he had the freedom to buck the system if he wanted to. He wasn't beholden to it in any way. I mean, a, a good military has extreme discipline. Right. And, uh, you know, here you have Poe, this, like you said, this hothead, hotshot. And he does. He gets the whole fleet destroyed. And actually, only being demoted for that right. is a pretty light repercussion for him to deal with. Right. A light consequence. I, I remember when this film came out, or after it came out, I was having a conversation with someone about it who didn't like that uh, Admiral Holdo, which we'll, which we'll get to later, yep. uh, didn't tell him the plan. And he he mutinies against her. Yeah. And um and going back to the the comment that uh someone the reviewer made about uh-huh. how Admiral Holdo is annoying and irritating and yeah and and I'm thinking why exactly like the last time he knew the whole plan he disobeyed a direct order anyway yeah and got everyone killed right and this so is why, why and Leia yeah. and Leia just demoted him and yeah. slapped him in the face. So why would you t- why would you tell him the whole plan? Exactly, because like the last time he knew it, yeah, he, he fucked up. Yeah, like that's his that's the whole point. Yeah, so badly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and then lo and behold, he mutinies. 
Yep. And then that was a mistake too because yeah. oh wow, Admiral Holdo had a plan the whole right. time. Surprise! And like, your superiors and actually like, knew what they were doing. And yeah. <laughs> she didn't tell you because she right. thought you'd fuck it up, which you did. <laughs> which you did exactly. So yeah, so she did her job well. In other yeah. words, in, yeah, exactly. In, you know. Yeah, there's a there's a presumption that he has that he has all of the information all of the time and also is always right. And yeah. it's, that's just not the case. I, I think I wrote down here main character syndrome. Yeah. And I mean he is a main <laughs> character great. but he has yeah. main character syndrome where yeah. yeah, I'm 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 right. I'm right. Um, yes. But really great. I love that kind of subversion of yeah. of his kind of care archetype. Yeah. Um so yeah, moving on mm-hmm. um we get uh, a scene with uh, uh, Snoke and Kylo Ren. Yep. And I wrote down here a great line. Um, mm-hmm. Snoke says to Kylo Ren, when speaking about Hux, he says, weakness properly manipulated can be a sharp tool. Yeah. He flat out states what he's about and what the dark side is about, really, in my yep. mind. And it's so funny because he's doing the same thing to Kylo Ren. Yes. He's manipulating his weak, and he says it right to his face. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do. By the way, yeah, yeah, um, great, and that that just shows the hubris and the yeah. um, the total arrogance of the mm-hmm. Empire and the and the dark side. It's, yeah, I I am so confident mm-hmm. that in my own brute force mm-hmm. uh, that I can literally say what what I'm doing right to your face and you're so broken that I won't, you won't be able to do anything about it. Uh, which of course comes back to bite him. Yep. It does. Um, so love that line. Um, and a lot of these lines, like I found that the movie really like the themes and what it was about was very like not on the nose, but it wasn't subtle about it. It was very straightforward, like straightforward. And like, I don't know. The characters just straight up say, yeah, but not in a not in an on the nose way, right? It's it was like, yeah, um, I don't know. It was, somehow he made it work where it I was, know. yeah. And but in, in a Star Wars film, like yeah, you kind of need that kind of operatic, you yep. know, a lot a lot of subtlety needs to go out the door, yeah. a little bit, yeah. In in a Star Wars film, you can have a, a little, you know, a little bit of subtlety, um, which right. I think the newer films have more than the original is more nuance and more subtlety but yeah it's still you know an operatic kind of thing um so then kylo ren after after meeting with snoke and kind of having a mental breakdown he uh destroys his mask yes in the in the elevator that's right which i thought was great mm-hmm. uh, because his kind of arc in this film is trying to be his own person mm-hmm. and Ray as well as that's her arc as well. Yeah. Um, they kind of mirror each other. Um, but before he was kind of trying to be Vader. Yes. Um, and that's why he wears the helmet and the mask, but in destroying that symbol, that mask that he has, yeah. he also destroys that false destiny he made for himself. Right, right. Well, and it's it's a little bit of a coming-of-age film, or a lot, a bit, a coming-of-age mm-hmm. film. I mean, here he is. He gets called a boy in a mask. And so the first thing he does is destroy the mask. But he does it while he's throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. So then he has to try to grow up a little bit yeah. through the course of the film. And, yeah. and can I just take an aside to say how great Adam Driver did oh, with this character? yes. Well, Adam Driver is amazing. Yeah, he's he, a, he just he is a is. fantastic yeah. actor. But I'm just going to say that a blanket. There are several points in this film where 
I would praise his acting. So I'm just going to do a blanket statement at okay. the beginning here. Sounds good. <laughs> like Adam Driver. Yes. Great as Kylo Ren. Yes. Love what he did with the character. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, and then the, the mask being a symbol, that's like another thing. Yeah. I wrote a lot of notes about okay. this film. I have a lot of thoughts. All right. We'll get we'll get to that okay. kind of objects as symbols later. Right. Um so, um then we go to Ray, uh-huh. who is of course on the island with Luke, where we left her in The Force Awakens. Yep. And she's handing the lightsaber right. to Luke, his lightsaber, Anakin's lightsaber. Right. Which he takes and then discards yes. very unceremoniously. Yes. And I think a lot of people didn't like that. Yeah. They thought that this was going to be a big moment. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of tosses aside yeah. the lightsaber. And thematically, with like considering the whole mm-hmm. theme and the what the film is about and Luke's arc makes sense. It does. Uh I can see why people wouldn't like that because they want Luke Skywalker to be this cool badass. Yeah. Um, but nice little, I like that moment where he tosses yeah. the lightsaber. Yeah. Because, they, they, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that everybody wants Luke to be a hero in the film and out of the film. Everybody right. wants Luke to be this perfect hero and he isn't. And that's kind of how his whole arc has gone from the, from episode four, the first time we ever met him in the cinema. In the cinema, right? But yeah, yes. he's a troubled. He's a troubled man. Yes, and yeah. So here I, he yeah, is. I'm glad you said that because I think that is probably the the biggest kind of theme of this film mm. is it is not only about the characters in the context of the story, but is right. also about the characters in their relationship to Star Wars fans, right? And it is about Star Wars as a franchise and yeah. how it relates to the public. Um, so yeah, both the characters, I love how you said it, both the characters in and outside of the film want Luke to be this hero. They have this expectation built up in their head, Yeah. but both them and the audience need to learn that it's not always going to be that way. Right. You, you, you know, you shouldn't meet your heroes kind of thing. Or, or at least like (laughs) you have to realize that they're people, you know, the legends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if it's Luke Skywalker. That's right. And... I think I think that's why a lot of people didn't like this film is yeah. they were unable to learn the yeah. lesson that the characters in the film yeah. needed to learn. But yeah, I, I think they were bucking at that. They were absolutely. bucking at um, you know, Luke Skywalker can't be right. fallible. Yeah. He's Luke Skywalker. I've bu- built yeah. this up in my head. Well, he kind of um, was. Uh, it's like that's exactly the the point. Even yeah. Luke Skywalker can be fallible can be fallible. And, and make mistakes even yeah even after well he kind of it it rocks the psyche of generation x for sure because mm-hmm. gen x i mean i saw star wars in 1977 in the theater at least 10 times and i got to squeeze a few extra viewings out of it because that was when i was a kid and i had a birthday right around then and so you know we this generation that's me i'm an old folk but uh like the dinosaurs were upset that Luke Skywalker was fallible because we all grew up wanting to be Jedis. That's mm-hmm. pretty much how it went. And so suddenly the Jedis are imperfect and that's not cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, but the good news is the end of this film set basically says, um, you know, that doesn't 
matter because exactly. the, the force can be anyone. Anyone can right. be a Jedi, which we'll get to when we get to the, the end of the movie. Okay. Where I think we can All go right. go more into depth into that. Okay. But um, so anyway, uh, back to uh, Ray, and yeah. so I talked again about mirroring. Um, so Luke, Ray's journey mirrors Luke's. Yes. In in very much um, so. The Empire Strikes Back. Of course, it yes. doesn't copy it. There are some very right. key differences, um, but think about it. Yeah, she goes to a remote planet. Yep. To find this master. Yep. To teach her the ways of the Force. Right. And he's not what she expected. Exactly. Um. <laughs> in a great way. I mean, think like when Luke met Yoda. He's going to Dagobah and he's expecting mm-hmm. Yoda, and he meets this weird little gremlin guy who just yeah. kind of riddles him and and, and yep. kind of dicks him around a, a bit. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he goes, "I oh, found someone, have you?" <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, yeah. what? So, well, yeah, I yeah, like so. that. That it, you know, it's it, it's a mirror. It, you know, they rhyme. Right. <laughs> it's almost well, yeah, and, <laughs> just know, like George Lucas said. Yeah, and you're basically in this sort of dry-ish spot of land in the middle of a bunch of murky, you know, in one case it's seaweed, in the other case it's algae, I guess, or whatever Uh grows on Dagobah. But, like, it's a weird, isolated place. Uh Both of our heroes have to face some sort of abyss. You know, I mean, Luke, it's the tree that, you know, where he finds his himself reflected, but from the dark side when uh, Vader's mask pops off. And in in this case, in our case here, we have Rey, you know, dropping into the the well of seaweed that becomes this, this uh, visual visual ex- exploration for her. It's basically a hallucination looking for her parents, which actually, in that moment, I was like, uh-oh, we're, we're going to pull a Harry Potter here. But fortunately, it didn't turn out that way, so yeah. that's good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the visual, like, the the kind of visuals of the cave and for a lot of the film, very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the 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 first time she's like training with Luke, mm-hmm. like on the at the top of the mountain. Yep. Um, and they have the of like the the water reversing, but then and, and yes. then it's like there she's there, but she's not there. It's not there. Yep. And the and then the the whole force timing, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> with Kylo Ren and her yeah. love that just a simple use of just a shot reverse shot. Yeah. Which is typical in any kind of conversation. Sure. But. Obviously, they're not in the same room. Right. But that kind of use of film language, yes. shot, reverse shot, tells yes. you that, okay, they, they can see each other. They're talking to each other. Yeah. Really great yeah. creative use of yeah. that. And um, very little, like, expository dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, a little sound cue. And with the, again, the film language of mm-hmm. shot, reverse shot, mm-hmm. you can tell what's happening. There's no scene where, like, oh, we seem to be connected through the force. Um, right, right. You get a little confusion. We get something from Kylo where he's like, "Can you see my surroundings? I can't see yours." Yeah. Um, but that's not heavy-handed at all. That's like a a typical question. Yeah. You would yeah. ask. Yeah. And it gives the yeah. audience a lot more context. So right, and later really he, great. he feels yeah. Later he feels the ocean spray on his hand. I think there's a yeah yeah. And he doesn't say hmm. Right. Oh, gee, isn't that isn't is that weird oh, how I felt my right. hand as well? No, we just see it. We see it. Really yeah. great, really yeah. great stuff. Like, yep. Um, so then, uh, so Ray meets Luke, and he's unwilling to go back. We don't know for what reason. He's unwilling to say. So creates a little bit of mystery there. Yep. Um, even from the Force Awakens, we're like, why is he in exile? Why is he 
secluded. Yeah. I need to know. And then yeah. we still don't know. We got to drag that out right. of the real reason he has exiled himself. Right. Um, good, good tension building there. Uh, we go back to the, the resistance in the first order. Um, I have here, uh, the resistance is hopelessly outmatched for the entire film. Yes. Um, they, they are, are just hanging by a thread. Oh, I know. It's it more really, dire than we've seen before. Yeah, yeah. really ratchets up the stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just their ships are getting picked off one by one. Oh, and I know. By the end, they're just literally they can all fit on the Millennium Falcon. That's how many are yeah. left. Um, Bad <laughs> news for the rebel rebellion. Yeah, it's like uh oh, we're yeah. basically a high school class now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, something else I noticed, um, I just noticed on this watch through. Yeah. Um, so the first order ships seem to have no shields that i saw okay. you can very clearly oh, see yeah. the energy shields on the resistance ships yes the lasers are bouncing off but right. when, when poe is doing his little x-wing run yeah there's no he issue. just shoots and blows up their their cannons yeah um and there's a line about you can't penetrate our armor so right. i think that's a s- nice subtle little says something about the first order and you know right. the, the empire and the, you know they're kind of ilk is they are totally confident in their ability to bulldoze anything with brute force yeah, that they do, force, their ships yeah. don't even have shields yeah that their armor is thick enough Jeez. and there's so many of them that's a good point that they they are totally confident yeah uh, to bulldoze and just overwhelm exactly. anything with brute force we will beat you into submission and right. you cannot beat us yeah yeah so and then um Kylo Ren hops in, hops in an X-wing and attacks, mm-hmm. attacks the ship with Leia on it, and um, he almost, he almost pulls the trigger. He doesn't yeah. actually shoot the missiles, but his Tie Fighter uh, wingmen right. fire on, yep. on the ship and um, blow up uh, the bridge. Yes, um, which, and I know I just mentioned the shields. That does make sense because there is a line where they say. Put all power to rear deflector shields because they're running away. Okay, uh, they, right. They 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 are deflecting from the big lasers from the yep. capital ships, but then the small fighters go out in front and they're able to shoot the bridge because they have right. no front deflector shields. Okay, it makes sense. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't 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 get in the weeds with. <laughs> I I know I just mentioned shields, but they're right. There is a line that explains it. Okay. Um. So then, unfortunately, Leia is. On the bridge, she is ejected out into space. I know. But then, right? She uses the force to yes. pull herself yes back into the ship. That was such a great moment. I loved it. it Leia, a, yeah, finally using the force. I know they have not given her enough with the force in the entire series. But you know, sadly though, there was a cheese factor in that moment. It, it was a little bit cheesy to watch her freeze and then suddenly her fingers twitched. And I was like, yeah. I want to see a little bit, a little bit more of a transition there, a little bit more of a struggle. But uh-huh. it, it was also extremely Disney, I have to say. Yeah. Which is okay. So Disney bought the franchise. They're doing a great job making these films, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. <laughs> definite improvement. Um, yeah. So we finally get Leia using yep. the Force after all this time. We knew she had yes. the Force. Yes. Great to see it on screen. Yes. Um, and then. And also Carrie Fisher just kills it. Yes, uh, I know. And R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. Yes. Um, she left us in the middle of the of the shooting of that film, didn't she? Yeah, I think, 
I think her scenes were done. Okay. Uh, but it was right, right after. Yeah. 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 It was yeah incredibly sad. Yeah. I even, even to this day, I cannot like listen to mm. Leia's theme. Oh, like really? if I hear, yeah. if I'm listening to like Star Wars soundtrack and sure. I and Leia's theme comes on, yeah, I still to this day cannot listen to it because she, she is Princess Leia. Yeah. she was was yes. and is Princess Leia. Yes, um, and she does just a fantastic job as older Leia. Yeah, she does in this. Um, yeah, what a what a great final performance. I know. Um, yeah, good honor. Yeah, good honor. And uh, I love the little line because there was a little bit of, of humor in this film and that you have to have a little bit of humor with all of the Star Wars films. And I love they poked fun at her hair uh, because yeah. uh, Luke sees her and she's like, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I changed my hair. And he's like, yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's another thing. This film yeah. was funny. Yeah, it was. Like this fil- Some might say it undercuts attention. I didn't think it did. No. I thought like the whole point of humor is to undercut tension. Yes. Um. So it's not super dour the whole time. Yeah. When it's overdone, when it's not placed in the right spot, it yeah. can take the weight out of a dramatic moment. Yeah. But I think the the big dramatic weighty moments in this film are mm-hmm. allowed to be dramatic. Yes. Like specifically the final, um, you know, the throne room scene. Yeah. There's no jokes there. Nope. That's fully a really great climax. Yeah. Um. But yeah, throughout the most of the film, they're like it's funny, like legitimately. Yeah. Yeah, the humor is very good, and it holds. It's not. It's not a. It's not a pop cu- pop culture reference. No, it's like a legitimately yeah funny on its own terms joke. Yes. that works in the film. So that's great. You'll, yeah, great thing there that it makes it kind of timeless. Um, yeah, rewatchable. Yes. Um, all right, I'm gonna adjust my microphone here. So apologies okay. for. I'll do the same. So sound here. Moment. It will be our adjustment moment. There we go. All right. Yeah, so moving on throughout mm-hmm. the film, uh, we go back to uh, – so Poe, this is a scene where Poe gets demoted. Um, right. I wrote here, Poe is a fuck-up. <laughs> uh, very clear why Holdo doesn't trust him. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, she flat-out says exactly why she doesn't trust yeah. him. She goes, you're a fly boy. You just got everyone killed. You're the last thing we need right now. Right. And, then and she's goes, right. She's 100% right. Yeah, and he pushes her, and she's like, get him off my bridge. And yeah. I love that because it also— She's in command. She's in command. It is her bridge. It's not his, and he yeah. needs to go. So, yeah, well done there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that leads to him and and uh, Finn formulating this plan mm-hmm. to— they, they found out that the Force Order can track them through hyperspace. Right. Um, so they need to— disable their their way of tracking them right um which they do not tell holdo when they make this discovery right um <laughs> again jeopardizing the entire yeah, again, rebel fleet might yes. be a good thing for admiral holdo to know but they <laughs> don't feel the need to tell her about that right um so they formulate their own plan to to go and uh, sabotage mm-hmm. um the ship but for that they they need a code breaker to right. sneak their way into the right. the star destroyer um, so I'm just going to stop you right there and, and mention, um, Rose, um, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran, her, our introduction to her was fun. It was, I mean, aside, obviously she's, you know, heartbroken. Her sister's just been killed mm-hmm. because of Poe. Let's yeah. just put that out, out there. But at any rate, when she, uh, catches, uh, Finn 
who's basically trying to make a secret escape in a pod. I love her process. You can see her figuring out that that's mm-hmm. what he's doing as she's telling him. She's First, she's starstruck by this hero. And then she's like, wait a minute, you're doing exactly what I've been policing here. You're just another basically rube trying to right. escape in a pod. And that's that was just a lot of fun. I just enjoyed that. I enjoyed their banter back and forth throughout the film, mm. actually. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they formulate uh, the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I wish there was more of Maz Kanata. They, they um, talk briefly with Maz Kanata. Okay. Who is a character from The Force Awakens? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who is really funny? Yes. And I, I wish there was more of her. Um, that's yes. that's one of my uh, not not favorite things about the movie. Is something right. I wish was better. Um, because she's a great character. Yeah, yeah. I, and then they kind of, she just kind of gives them a, a quest and then disappears and then goes from away. the movie. I know. <laughs> uh, it's like she's great. Like have her in the movie more. <laughs> have her or yeah. have her maybe have her be the code breaker they need to get. But well, they yeah. but she's she's trapped. She's tied down. They need to just go get her. Get her. That would have been great. Uh, and then she could be in the movie. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Um well, right. but anyway, um well, she's like the regular person's Yoda, you know, the, yeah. the poor man's Yoda. <laughs> okay. So then um we get the um the first uh, force timing, mm-hmm. which uh, it's come to be known, uh, mm-hmm. where Ray and Kylo Ren are, are, are connected mysteriously to the force, and they can see each other and talk yes. to each other, yeah, and touch each other, which we learn later. We yeah. can we, and I love that that's a gradual thing. Like, yes, it happens several times, and then right. by the third time, they they are kind of pushing it, and then they they're able to actually right physically touch. Touch, yeah. Um, we yeah. like that yeah. little um, well, the gradual yeah, re- yeah. reveal of, of what is possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was built uh, the same way the, their relationship is being built. It's very slowly growing. Their connection is growing stronger right. and stronger. And so, yeah. Yeah, so then, and I mentioned before, great, you, you sorry, hmm. I learned how to talk, I swear. <laughs> uh, great use of the shot reverse shot yep. to visually explain what's happening. Yep. Um, we get more with with Ray and Luke. She's trying to convince him. Um, something I noticed. She keeps saying, "We need you to bring back yes. the Jedi Order. I I need you." Yeah. Um, and again, she's all she's speaking for herself, but she's also in that moment a audience surrogate. Yes. Um, the audience also wants Luke Skywalker yes. to come back and be a, a hero. Yeah. Um, and he keeps saying, "No, no, no." Mm-hmm. And then we'll find out later. Yoda says, "You know." Yeah, she already possesses everything she yeah. needs. Um, right, because so, Luke is also asking her, "What's so special about you?" Yes, but why you? Why are you the one to come and find me? And right. so it's, he's very much putting it back on her, which is also very much putting it back on the audience. What's yeah. so special about these films? And it's actually the audience. Yeah, and yeah. I, I wanna, I wanna take a little bit to talk about Ray here. Okay, um, uh, a, a common criticism lobbed at Ray and mm-hmm. the, the new Star Wars in general is that Ray is what's called a Mary Sue. Yeah. So I don't know if you're aware of what a Mary Sue is. Oh, give us a definition. So a Mary Sue is um, originally it's it's like a self-insert character. Okay. It's But it's come to mean just any character who is like good at everything all the time mm-hmm. without any explanation and has no flaws. Okay. So a lot of like self-insert you know, in fan fiction, mm-hmm. the author just puts 
a circuit for themselves in the care, but they they never want to acknowledge their own flaws or give their their character flaws. Okay. So why marry Sue for that particular? Because we see that I all don't. the time. I, mean, I think I think it was a reference. Yeah, I right. think it's a reference to there's just uh, some fan fiction for some thing and Something, the okay. the character's name was Mary Sue. Okay. Um and then I think a male version is called a Gary Stew, I think. Gary Stew, okay. But um we always hear Mary Sue whenever we hear about, you know, a strong female character. Okay. It's like, oh well they're just a Mary Sue if they Okay. Have any kind of agency. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently they're a Mary Sue. Okay. Uh but Good people point people point to how she is um can fly the Millennium Falcon really well, and yeah. she can wield the lightsaber really well without having to use one. Mm-hmm. Even though we see that you know she has a staff, so she's proficient with melee yeah. weapons. So a lightsaber—it's a sword. Like yeah. lightsaber wouldn't be that hard right. to pick up. You know, wasn't she a scavenger though? Yeah, Didn't she's she a scavenger. To... She's a like that's all. So she has very easily able... explained why yeah. why she has those skills. Yeah. Um. But um. What's what I always come back to is a character can have flaws that are not always physical. Yeah. Right. Um, she may be proficient, and we can chalk a lot of that up to the Force. Like, yeah. How, you know, how was Luke able to fly an X-wing? I know. After Only. never flying one before, and, <laughs> right. and and can bullseye that target. Yeah. The Force. That yes. the Force. The Force. He, that's the reason. Right. So same with Ray. You know, the Force yeah. can give you abilities that. Yeah. Some consider it to be unnatural. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But her her thing that she needs to learn uh-huh. is not how to fight good. Mm. Whereas may, that may have been Luke's journey. Luke had right. to learn the physical parts of being a Jedi. Yeah. Um, and and other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's not the only lesson. But right. he trained physically. You know. Yeah. Things with Yoda. He was jogging through the forest. Right. And everything. Um, but Ray's arc is self-actualization. Yeah, that's true. She mm-hmm. and and Kylo Ren also states this right to her face. Mm-hmm. You are looking for someone to be your parents. You're lo- searching for yeah. father figures everywhere. You look for in Han Solo. You're looking yep. for it now in Luke Skywalker. Yep. He sees right through her. That yep. is her arc. Is she keeps looking for someone to tell her her place. She right. even says, I'm looking for someone to tell me my That's place right. in all of this. Yeah. She's looking for someone to tell her who she is, tell her she's special. Yeah. Her arc and what she needs to learn is that she can just choose herself. Yep. She can she can be special on her own merits, not because she's related to anyone. Right. That's why her the reveal that yeah. her parents are nobody. They're junk traders. Yeah. That's why that reveal is that so harsh. good. That is one. Of, yeah. That's honestly one of my favorite parts of this movie is yeah. the reveal that you you are nothing. Yeah. You come from nothing. Yeah. Um, but not to me. But not to me, which is of course the that ultimate so bait for the wounded child. Right? Yes. So yes. Um, yeah. But the, in this wounded, saga where everyone is a Skywalker and yeah, um, you know, not to go on a drag drive, but then mm-hmm. the next movie reneges on that, and she's actually related to Palpatine, which. Real bummer. Didn't like that yeah. in the Rise of Scott. But again, not that's not about this movie. This is about this one. This one. Yep. But in this movie, yeah, very specifically, uh, Ray, her parents are are no one. Great, great reveal there. Yep. Great message that the Force can choose anyone, and we yes. get that at the end with the little kids. Right. Um, and anyone can can be special on their own merits, and you, they can yeah. choose themselves, even though they're not related to right. whoever. 
Um, so yeah, really great stuff with Ray that they did there. Yeah, yeah. I think they I, really I, yeah. they really took the seed that J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams had with the character mm-hmm. in Force Awakens mm-hmm. and really brought that up in an unexpected way, but still a, a satisfying way. Right. Um, yeah, I'm very glad that she wasn't revealed to be a, a Kenobi or something in, yeah. in this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that would have, re- like, it's so much more powerful if she's no one. It really is. And it's, I mean, part of the of the whole legacy of the Star Wars films is that it gives the everyman hope, right? Because right. Luke was a farm boy. How are we doing? Um, but at any, at any rate, it just, you know, any any one of us, I mean, that's the hope, right? That's the fantasy. Any one of us could be special. Any one of us right. could have the force flowing in our veins, whatever, you know, flowing yeah. through our meridians. But, uh, <laughs> the metachlorians. <laughs> our metachlorians, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so back to back to the events uh, of the film, um, we get we get Ray um, beginning her training with Luke, yeah, and really great when she um, is sitting on the rock and she's like reach out and she yeah. reaches out her actual. Hand. I know that was funny. Uh, yeah, great, that funny great. there. But then we get after that <laughs> after that moment of levity, we get a really yeah. great kind of um, pontification yeah. on the Force about yeah. how you know you have life and death and chaos and order and between it all is balance yeah um and it's the it's between all living things yes the space in between yes even it's not that that is the force yes and then luke says some of the just the great just truly brilliant lines Mm -hmm. in this film is to say that if the jedi dies the light dies is vanity can you feel that yes that is so good yeah uh, one because again, in the context of the film, yep, the li- the literal thing, you know, if the Jedi do not own the Force, they don't own right. the light, right? They're just one. They're agents of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and something something that is not explicitly stated, but I thought is cool about the Force is that the the Sith or the dark side try to kind of mold and bend the force to their will mm-hmm. whereas the jedi let the force flow through them like mm-hmm. like ben says in in the original let the force flow through right that is the difference uh, you know uh, uh, the jedi kind of recognize the fl- ebb and flow and the yeah. balance and kind of submit themselves to it and yeah. let it flow through them, whereas the the sith are fueled by rage and yeah. and anger and they try to muscle it and yeah control it and, and brute force it yeah um so again, again, that's just an inference. That's never like explained, stated explicitly, right. except for the "let the force flow through you" that Ben yeah. says, um, Ben Kenobi. But again, really great pontification on the force, and again, metatextually, mm-hmm. he's saying the Jedi, as we know them, don't own the force. Right. Like he's saying that specifically to Star Wars fans, like. Right. The, the the Jedi as we know them, you know the Luke Skywalker, they are not the only interpretation of right. the Force, and like you don't need to keep going back yeah. to the Jedi. You can we can create right. something new. Um, yeah, there's a, a, there's a sense that there's a time and a place for everything, but that this balance exists throughout all of it mm-hmm. and it's okay to let go of the past and move forward. And that's really the message of this film. I think for, 
for the audience that's grown up with it and or the audience that's just arrived with it it's just okay those stories had their time and their place and now yeah. we're going into a new era right yeah it's passing of the torch mm-hmm. onto this new Very generation clearly. yeah um so then um ray begins uh the lessons with luke she feels the pull of the dark side place the yep. pit and Luke says it offers something you needed, mm-hmm. and you didn't even try to stop. And I thought that's a great yeah um, idea for the dark side is yeah. it offers something you need or yeah. you think you need. Right. So it's a seduction in that way. Yeah. Um, it goes right, right for your hurt points. Yeah. It goes right for where you're you're wounded and, and offers yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. Luke goes on to say uh, the Jedi are romanticized mm-hmm. um, again, both in the context of the film. The he you know the Jedi and the old Republic are romanticized for people like Ray, but then they're also romanticized for the audience of the film, right? Who are who have enshrined the original trilogy mm-hmm. um, in this place of reverence. Yeah, they are romanticized, and then any kind of critique of them mm. is is shut down immediately. But he even says at the height of their power, they allowed Darth Sidious to rise and create the Empire and wipe them out from right under yeah. their nose. Yeah. So, you know, maybe there's maybe there's room for critique there. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. A little constructive crit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we get some real. Yeah. Real. I loved the scenes with Ray and Luke talking about the Force and the Jedi and yeah. all of this kind of stuff. Um, so much so that like I wish they what when they left the screen I wish they were back on screen when right. we went when we went back to follow other characters I'm like oh, can we show Ray again I know show me Ray and Luke I want more of that I agree I wanted to see more of that as well. Um,